Alrighty, welcome in everyone. Uh, this is Soak to 20, a Heroes of the Storm po podcast, uh, where Casey and myself will be trying to soak up as much in-game knowledge as we can, whether it's based on esports, balancing, strategies, anything we can do, and how to bring it into our games here at home. And on me, again, I did mention on this quest for knowledge was Casey. Casey, how you doing today, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. I cannot complain. I did some uh, climbing in Storm League this week, and uh, it was pretty eventful. You know, we, we did our, our late uh, cast on Thursday last week, so mm -hmm. a little bit later than we normally would do it because of some IRL stuff kind of postponing that a little. And then rolled right into the weekend with uh, CCL, um, Jazzy's, you know, uh, uh, charity tournament that she did, mm -hmm. and then um, the uh, the Heroes Global Quiz that Tetra puts on. That was super fun to be a part of. Got to uh, take part in that with uh, some other big HOTS community members, such as Jinxie, Jazlene, uh, Alicia Wins, and Goon. That was pretty cool. Um, mm -hmm. Couldn't bring home the bacon, but... Uh, no, we just let everybody we down. We put up a good fight. We put up a good fight. <laughs> we did. So we we, we pretty... pulled out... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was just... I, I'm pretty impressed with how we did. You know, the... The esports stuff was was tough on us because it was a lot of older questions that mm -hmm. that you weren't really around for, and I didn't really ever take part in any of that either. But uh, it was still fun, mm -hmm. and um, I, I would like to self proclaim that we were the the most dapper of the teams. So that that kind of bodes well, maybe it's something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we definitely showed up in our outfits and our answers. We pulled out to an early game lead, and then this this vod will be up and available on Twitchers. Uh, or I'm sorry, Tetcher's Twitch channel. Uh, and just go over there and look for him just playing Tetcher uh, over yeah. on Twitch, but you can watch that VOD. But we pulled out to an early game lead. Uh, oh, I forget what the first game big was. One, too. Uh, yeah, like a big lead with Liquipedia like, and your windmill yeah, slam 16, answers. Four. Yeah, so the first game started out to be like something like 20, it was like a 20 questions, but based upon um, Liquipedia pages uh, for Heroes of the Storm. Mm-hmm. And you had some windmill slam answers that really jettisoned in, and then we did like the newlywed game. And mm -hmm. I think my favorite, I think my favorite answer was that you like because the question was is who I find to be the most attractive caster in Heroes of the Storm, and then like I said you, in hopes I was just like I hope he just writes himself because this is going to be great, and it was. Yeah, and that was the best to me. That was that was the absolute best moment. Uh, it, it truly showed our uh, <laughs> love for each other yeah, and I, what level we we sync up on. Absolutely, and then we, and then Jazzy and Alicia Wins were on a team, and then it was Jinxie Cat and Goon uh, on the other team, and mm -hmm. Goon and Jinxie's knowledge again of the esports stuff, absolutely phenomenal. Really catapulted them uh, to Great. victory, and then coming in at the end, Jazzy with the very last one was Cho Talents. It was all the about Cho Talents. Yeah, of, like of all heroes that I should know some of the talent names to, and she just stomped us in the dirt. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like they came out, they pulled ahead <clears> with one point, which we did give them a point earlier in the charades round uh, for just yeah. naming them a deep, my, my Raven, uh, not Raven Lord, I'm sorry, the uh, Medivh Polybomb. I had to charade Polybomb, which is extremely difficult. But uh, yeah, I think, I think the, uh, the, the poof set it off, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. Can't say any sounds. So, like the sheep, I was, I was hoping to do a sheep, but you can't say any sounds. Yeah, that was tough. That was a tough one. <laughs> but, but yeah. All, all good fun. All good fun no matter what. 
As for me in Heroes, it would, it's been a rough week for me. A lot of losses uh, in the spare time Oof. that I did that I did have. I uh, we did uh, raise a ton of money for uh, the Trevor Project. I believe twenty four between twenty four and twenty five hundred dollars uh, nice. with with the the Girls Gang Squad community. So again, the Heroes of the Storm uh, community as well as the Girls Gang Squad showing up and doing what they can to just be charitable. And be there for everybody in, in whatever walks of life that they have, um, and whatever they're mm-hmm. dealing with. So really good to be a part of that. Oh, um, intruder! Hang on. Uh oh. But yeah, so Keep talking, just, you got this. <laughs> yeah, no, we are good. So yeah, just a bunch of losses trying to find my way. I haven't really solidified my roster this season. Uh, still trying to just do not even playing Rainer, which is a strange thing for me. A lot of Sylvanas, a lot of Cassia. But then, depending on uh, the team that I'm playing with, sometimes I've been having the flex into the offlane role, which I've played Sonya today, won two games on Sonya, had a really good URL game, personally good URL game, but the team ended up dying uh, under a fort and essentially through the enemy team was able to run it back down and uh, mm. get, the, get the win, which felt kind of bad. It's always tough uh, losing that that final fight sometimes too. If you, I'm not sure if that's how it played out mm-hmm. specifically in that game, but you, you get to 20s, right? And when both teams can just, even if it keeps in the way, you get a team wipe. You can go blow through the keep and and take down core. So, I mean, it, it can feel real bad with those 20 talents too sometimes because they are so getting so powerful now, mm-hmm. um, which I do enjoy. Because if you're going to get to that level of the game, you might as well have some excitement there. But man, it it it, it doesn't feel good when you're kind of controlling the entire game, and then a team comes in and wins one level twenty team fight, team wipes you and takes your core. Mm-hmm. It it can be pretty frustrating. But at least teams know how to end, right? It always feels like players on my team don't know how to end. I'm trying to ping the core. They're all dead. Mm-hmm. Like there's one keep left alive, but they want to go take camps. But in this situation, yeah. we were underneath their keep pushing with it was on two of the Spider Queen pushing with the Web Weaver, uh, and they took a weird engage when I wasn't there because it wasn't quite twenty yet. We were nineteen to nineteen. Mm-hmm. It was real close, and they got caught out and ended up. Yeah. Just, it was it was rough, but uh, yeah, you, li- you live and learn, I suppose. Right, just kind of learning. Uh, looking at my new NGS team, trying to learn each other. It's kind of the hard parts. You got to take your lumps in the beginning, mm-hmm. kind, of get, kind of get a feel for pe- how people engage and play the game. So, uh, but now yeah. we're there. But again, that's why we do this podcast. That's why we continue to play this game. Continual growth. Be students of the game. Uh, it's you know, it's it's easy to blame others, but at the same time, I like I think I'm also my most toughest critic. Where I, I put tend to put a lot on my shoulders, especially in the uh, the team the team aspect of it or the competitive aspect of it so yeah yeah it i think i think we all can be our toughest critic at times right and then mm-hmm. it, it's always tough when when you're thinking one way and the rest of your team is thinking another it's easy to point fingers or get frustration frustrations going um but uh biggest thing especially like playing in those coordinated environments is uh trying to keep that cool and making sure that that for the future, getting on the right page and discussing that kind of stuff. I think that's one thing that bodes well for uh, my NGS team personally. I feel like we're, we're pretty good at about being able to discuss with each other and not uh, not blow up too much and, and, mm-hmm. and level-headed talk about 
different things. If we should have engaged, not engaged, how we engaged, what's going on, why we took a specific fight when we didn't have level advantage or what have you. So um, I feel like, you know, we're kind of in that same boat. We've got a couple new pieces coming to the, the table this season. So um, I, I'm going to be right there with you a little bit um, in in the growing pains of, of learning new players, right? And tendencies. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's get into, you did mention it there a little bit, uh, and I'll go ahead and hit this lovely button. I do enjoy this part. But we got to enjoy the first weekend of playoff CCL. The gauntlet was here upon us. Uh, and what a weekend, Saturday and Sunday, it was. Mm-hmm. So it was oh, go ahead. pretty wild, right? I mean, the the whole gauntlet was wild. I don't think anyone truly expected how uh, how unevenly matched those. I mean, each series was like a three one or a three zero up until the very last one of the gauntlet. So um, I personally thought there was going to be a lot more parity and a lot more three three twos or um, you know like full five game sets at least at a couple of the series but um yeah it was it was still exciting some good plays fun time to watch yeah so the first the first series kicked us off so it was the bottom two it was granite gaming versus diamond hands and granite gaming ended up winning in a 4-1 series uh, but i have marked here that probably i didn't get to catch a whole bunch because of your uh, casting on saturday of the tail end uh i saw wildheart chili mountain but the chili mountain um, spoilers. Oxygen there, I didn't really get to catch a whole bunch of that and was busy the past two days. Uh, so I do want to go back and watch the VODs and we'll have time. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but the game two, Towers of Doom, of that first series with Granite Gaming and Diamond Hands was just... That's one of those games where it makes me realize that, because I know myself and I'm, I'm, I'm prone to tilt and mm-hmm. especially in a game like Towers of Doom when it's you know... I'm trying to think. I think it was like 28 to 15, if not less than that. And it was looking pretty grim uh, for Granite there. Diamond Hands was really just kind of running it down and winning. Uh, and they were able to come back and win three with three lo- three shots left on their own core. Oh, dang. Yeah, it was like three yeah, shots that's... left. There was like three to six at that point, And then they were able to to win in just just good classic fashion of Towers of Doom. And it was just an entertaining game to watch itself. Yeah, it's it it's always an exciting map. That's one of my favorite to play. Not not my favorite map, but one of my favorites to play just because it can be so swingy like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you get especially for like the pros and amateurs. I love watching them play it because you get such a back and forth, and a team can be down to three shots left on their core and still come back and win. You know, it, it's it makes things fun and and ever changing, and you're always on your toes on that map. It's cool. And one thing I did notice, a reoccurring theme, is Vala. So this was the first, because I think they had off last. No. No, no. I was going to say, I think it was, it was this the first weekend with the, the post, post-patch. post uh, But there was, mm. there was games last week. But uh, again, Vala's get, Vala was getting through. And what I saw with, with Vala was um, poke damage. Right, her range is really like in in the in reversing Vala. So if she happens to get through the draft, if you can draft a decent amount of poke, uh, I kept seeing like Hanzo, Li Meng, or the Chromie, uh, she's not able to access that Mac line. Mm-hmm. 
because her range is so short that they were able to kind of poke her down because she does have a very limited health pool. Yep. Then that was was that, but a ton outside even even of, of Wildheart, um, you know, Diamond Hands ran a ton of double support with Cassia actually as as the hard carry. I did see a lot of double support Cassia uh, this particular weekend, so Cassia is still in a good spot if you can't get that Bala. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, double support potentially making a comeback. So you know, if if you're out there, like have some some supports, you know, dust them off. I mean, Cassia, the mages right or the auto attackers, the the blended heroes, do a ton of damage currently uh, between the Cassia mm-hmm. and the Vala. That you know, you and even Zuljin, depending on the map, can uh, can pump out a lot of damage and get that double support. Yeah, for sure. It, it was pretty exciting too as he, as it got later into the series. You know, the the one series that did go the distance, that Chili Mountain Oxygen series, was very back and forth. So. I know you hinted on that Towers of Doom <laughs> game, but the entire series of Chili Mountain Oxygen is is was a fun watch, um, just because they were punching each other in the mouth left and right. It was it was pretty cool. So if you hadn't got a chance to watch it, I highly recommend to go watch that series. That one is queued up next on on YouTube. The nice thing is is you know if if you don't watch now that uh, Heroes Hearth does have the the spoiler free VODs up on YouTube, but, um, but yeah, it was, it was a fantastic series. I know last week we talked a little bit about Wildheart and then they were still our, our Cinderella story that we were rooting for. Mm-hmm. And they did lose a heartbreaker to Chili Mountain, which, you know, in, on the other side of the coin there that Chili Mountain's making a run right now and they could be this season's, uh, simplicity. Yeah. Yeah. Easy. They, they're, uh, they're looking really good right now. Um, it seemed like they were getting cattle in there uh, in that lineup more consistently. Um, I think that his probably veteran veteran presence is is boding well for them, and it seems like he's got a hot hand, you know. So um, we'll see what happens when the CCL resumes on the uh, 17th. But uh, if they can keep things rolling in a positive direction. Um, I wouldn't be shocked to see them, you know, take a take a game or two off of Simplicity in that first round. Possibly upset them like Simplicity did last season. We'll see. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. To to your point there. So the games do resume resume on seventeen. So you didn't get a chance to uh, catch up again. Weekends are tough, especially here in the summertime. A lot of people are starting to vacation. Now that things are opening back up, um, but you do have a couple two weeks actually uh, to get that done. This weekend is a holiday in the states. So that week off, and then did they give a week off between the gauntlet? Is that is that what's going on? Um, yeah. yeah, it looks like they're so they have that holiday weekend off, and then one more. Well, no, I mean, so, I mean, last 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 season, I couldn't remember if they gave them a week off for practice or or, or what have you. Oh, before uh, I think they did. I want to say yes, but I don't remember for sure. I'm um, thinking so as well. Yeah, it sounds right, but I'm not positive on that one. Yeah, but so, yeah, some really interesting games. So Chili Mountain versus Simplicity, and, and what a world it will be if Chili Mountain just comes in, and and that, that series is, is going to be good. And I, yeah. I want to see, I want to look it up. I'm bad. I should probably have it pulled up here. Uh, but just have the, their first series against each other shaked out because I think Chili Mountain took a game. I think it was maybe a 4-1 um, without having to look it up. And, and then, um, but, yeah, just Chili Mountain comes out, shocks the world knocks off the big baddie and simplicity and potentially, you know, the Cinderella story all the way to the finals. That would be cool for sure. I wouldn't hate to see that, but um, on the other side of the coin, 
you know, you do have a couple super competitive teams in Storm Esports and 30K. You and I have talked about it a couple different times on our podcast. Um, you know, we've only caught really the back half of the season, but um, you're you're the meme extraordinaire for 30K. So I know your heart probably lies there, but that Storm Esports team is super tough, man. They've got a good lineup as well. And and I expect that to be a, a barn burner of a, a matchup. And any any one of those teams could take off um, simplicity if they advance or um, take down Chili Ma- Mountain if they advance too, I feel. So, yeah, actually taking a look at it, I, I did speak. So Chili Mountain did lose the 3-0 to simplicity. But, again, that was earlier in the season, back in the beginning of June. So mm-hmm. anything's possible, right? You can kind of catch lightning in a bottle and make that run, again, like we did see with uh, Legacy and Simplicity towards mm-hmm. the end of the season. And then, uh, you know, Chili Mountain, you know, new face, new team. They got the new logo, Sporting. uh looks like something weird but you know we're not going to say what it is here on this podcast not looking at uh it's a little odd it it looks like a body part um we'll put it it that way uh up (laughs) up for your own uh conclusions there but looks looks a little weird and i'm I'm just glad that i wasn't the only one when i I did bring it up and ask about it on on the heroes global quiz Um, yeah 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 so so that's there but again and then yeah to your point storm esports and 30k that was the last game of the season for both of these teams against each other vying for third spot or third place Mm -hmm. um i'm sorry second place second place uh and then so storm esports did win 4-1 in that series so you know storm has three unanswered games on 30k because 30k did win uh the number one game in that series so Really fiery lineup coming up on the 17th. Hopefully, I'll be able to catch up on Chili Mountain and Oxygen, and uh, and then the award show. So the, the it is out now. You can go over to Heroes Hearth over on Twitter. You can find the links to vote. But the award show, like last season, is up on the 31st. And the only reason I bring that up is because this season I am uh, on the 30K staff. I am the memer. Uh, and I actually have uh, a, a meme actually up for a vote for meme of the season. Uh, it is my uh, Yasu uh, Hebi Lucio meme uh, that is up there. I'd love for you to go out and vote for me. But I understand if you want to vote for Lobber and his Granite Gaming song. Uh, it's a song, not a meme. That's 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 what I'm gonna go with. Uh, and uh, but yeah, I'd love to just take that home for 30k. That's what I told them at the beginning of the season. I said, you know, if you bring me on, that's that's my goal is is to win meme of the meme of the season or meme of the year. So that is that's my goal. And somehow, some way, I uh, we're almost there. What a great goal you've set for yourself, Dax. <laughs> I'm pulling for you, man. I I want to see that come through so bad. And if we do. I'm gonna get some like confetti and blast it off in the in the uh, episode after. <laughs> I'm down. I I'm, I'm totally right. down again. Uh, but uh, you know, 30k has a strong chance uh, because the other two memes are 30k related. I, I believe they're X-ray uh, emote memes. So I think mine's the legit only meme. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other two are emotes, and then Lobbers is a funny song. Okay. Uh, so nice. I, again, it, it's best meme. Uh, I'm gonna hang my hat on this one. But uh, yeah. but no no anyone deserves to win that particular award uh, and uh, yeah so I'm excited for that but you can go out cast your votes you don't have to it's just a Google quick Google Doc you don't have to sign in and anything you don't have to buy anything it's just free to vote it's uh, it's for the fans uh, but all right anything else on CCL sir before we go ahead and jump into our hero spotlight this week 
All right, we will jump right in here, hitting this button. Level up. Level up. So this week we are talking about Diablo, El Diablo, the Lord of Terror themselves. My favorite tank in the game. <laughs> themselves. Yeah, I I think we talked touch base a little bit about last week uh, with with uh, with Goon talking about because uh, he posed that question for us last week and he said what role mm-hmm. you know we disliked and. I said tank because I don't really play it, but I do enjoy me some dibbles. Uh, but he is sitting at 48% win rate overall in Hero's Profile, so a nice middle-of-the-road tank. Um, yeah, like it was, so what are your, I guess, your initial thoughts or impressions on, on, on Diablo? Um, I think in the right hands, he can be one of the most devastating tanks. Um, just the control he provides with the disruption and... Um, the damage output as a solo tank, you know, he can, he can get in there on a backline squishy combo him down real quick. And, and I know we'll get into the different uh, play styles with them and combos here, but uh, if, if learned and played um, correctly, he can, like I said, he can be super devastating for an opposing team. So, um, you know, there's, there's a bunch of clips of Diablo players, one V nine and, uh, Rightfully so. He's he's a tanky boy in the right circumstances and and can do work. Yeah, so. a, a very a very aggressive aggro style tank wants to get out, mm-hmm. wants to get kills, help the team get my picks. favorite. Yeah, so along the lines of the taunt variant, which we spoke about last week. Um, mm-hmm. So if if you end up playing a defensive or a passive Diablo, his his kit may not lend itself to to what you want to do or what your team wants to do, especially in a solo queue storm league environment. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll kick it off here with his uh, with with the trait uh, where yep. a lot a lot of Diablo's beef uh, comes from. So it's a repeatable quest does. Uh, so I'll read it off here. But you gain ten souls per hero killed and one soul per minion, stacking up to one hundred. For every soul, you gain 0.3% of your maximum health. And then once Dibbles is at 100% souls upon dying, he resurrects for five seconds, but you cash in all of your souls. So mm-hmm. essentially, you'd like to get up there as fast as possible uh, and keep it. Uh, you know, you're talking 30% more max health uh, come 100 souls, which, you know, later on in. Uh, depending on the build, his a lot of his sustain comes from from percent based healing off of his auto attacks. So, uh, really, really good sustain when he's when you're in that that fight in those team fights. Mm-hmm. Yep, for sure. And going on with the rest of his talents here is Q is the uh, the shadow charge. You're gonna charge at an enemy, knocking them back, dealing forty damage, gaining fifteen percent movement speed for two seconds. The enemy hits train, they're stunned for a second, and uh, take additional damage, too. So um, this is what Diablo players call their wall bang. Mm-hmm. So um, it's an easy point-and-click ability. So targeting is 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 easy enough, but positioning is key on Diablo to make sure that you're lining up those, uh, those walls to slam your opponents into to get that additional damage. Um, and then depending on talents you pick, too, um, armor and things like that. Yeah, though it's the absolute wall bang. I mean, we can talk about it, but positioning is key to make sure you put yourself still in in front of of your enemy team, so their frontliners can't access yours. But at the same time, mm-hmm. you get those good straight lines where you can get the stun, uh, and and then into the flip, which would be the uh, actually first the W, the fire stomp, um, 
but uh, unleashes a fire wave towards the targeted area and deal 12 damage each. Uh, There's a bunch to, of little flames on the ground. Yeah, I was trying to. I, I thought mm-hmm. it would mention how many, but I, I think it's. I think it's seven. But once they reach I, max range, they return right. and then they deal an additional thirty-six damage. But it heals Diablo for a hundred and thirty percent of that damage done. Uh, so mm-hmm. again, a lot of your own self-sustain there, just on the base kit. Uh, and then to the flip, it's overpower, but just Diablo grabs a target and just slams them over his head. So just immediately from, essentially from one side of Diablo to the other, dealing damage and stunning them for a quarter second. So and you, so I think you can kind of see how this is already building up where uh, you can kind of charge to get the stun off. And if your W is already out, uh, should be hitting them as well right into that flip. Mm-hmm. And then Casey, if you want to go ahead and just... Uh, if you want to do the two ultimates here for, yeah. for Diablo. His, his first heroic and, and most picked heroic uh, would be his Apocalypse, where he creates demonic runes under each enemy hero on the battleground. After 1.5 seconds, the rune explodes, dealing 137 damage and stunning the tar- the uh, hero for 1.75 seconds. Um, the second heroic ability he has is called Lightning Breath, the lesser picked heroic, but still uh, very formidable. Um, after a 0.5 second channel, he becomes unstoppable and channels for up to four seconds, dealing 50 damage every quarter of a second. The enemies stand in front of Diablo. He's got this breath of straight line light, uh, lightning and fire coming out mm-hmm. and damages them. Enemies affected are slowed by 4% for two seconds, up to 40% for every tick. So or 4% for every tick up to 40%. Yeah, very, so. very impactful ultimates on, on uh, this particular hero, which is why I think we tend to see him in and out uh, of the meta. When I first started playing Diablo, I think it was 100% lightning breath, like all mm-hmm. the time. And then yeah. I honestly don't even remember off the top of my head what what clicked or what was changed about Apocalypse that made it the go-to pick. But that's what everyone started. everyone started going Apocalypse then. Yeah, I think it was when they did his initial rework um, a couple years back, or was it a few years ago now? Mm-hmm. Dang, I can't even remember. <laughs> um, but they changed that fire stomp to where, if you remember, the fire stomp used to be a circle out yeah. from Diablo. Um, they changed a few, a handful of his talents through throughout that rework. Um, just a lot of the talents bode better for, you know, um, uh, charges and, and your flips and your auto attacks, which kind of play better into that APOC um, as opposed to the lightning breath. Mm-hmm. Um, stunning and, and locking people down, causing disruption, creating space for your team, that kind of stuff. Yeah, alright. So let's jump into combos and best practices. So you being, because I, I do this wrong. This is why I'm bad at tanking. I am just aggro AF when it comes to playing Diablo. Uh, but, you know, when when to engage when you're on Diablo, right? Like, so we talked about the combo, um, but we'll start off with just, I guess, simple engagements when it comes to Diablo. Like, what do you look for uh, when when you're fishing with with your team or you know Storm League? Uh, just like, what are you what are you looking for? And then when when do you know it's a good time to 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 engage? Yeah, um, Diablo is one of these tanks that you want to be sharking around the map, so you want to stay out of vision as much as possible. Um, try not to be soaking minion waves unless you absolutely need to i mean if your team's off doing camps for you and you're just the only one in the lane obviously yeah be there but um you want to be hiding in bushes lurking around staying out of vision um 
because you have that presence, that that intimidation factor, right? Um, looking specifically for engages, you're trying to line up your angles to get uh, what we call a wall bang off the queue, where you're trying to smash a, an enemy hero into the wall, which lines up for your flip. <clears throat> um, uh, and another thing, you know, that you want to be careful with is is too many, especially early Diablo players get overly aggressive and don't allow for their teammates to <laughs> catch up to them or or be with them because the Q has pretty good range on it and when you do pop that Q you're going to slide through that hero pushing them farther along in that trajectory so um, getting down that distance is, is good um, making sure that you're lining up the uh, the charge to where you're, you're hitting a wall is is ideal keeping enemies closer to your teammates is 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 a perfect way to do it but then also just being aware of your teammates um positioning uh positioning more so than anything but then as you get better if you can track your team's cooldowns it's tough to do um especially if you're not like a dps player and don't know the abilities mm -hmm. but uh tracking cooldowns too like if you just see jaina drop a blizzard probably not a good idea to go for an engage if she's holding on to that you know for a shirt for sure that she's pretty close to having it or it's 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 there um you want to save your engage for that moment right so that that your jana can get full value out of that or a leaming orb um things that that have that huge burst damage um you want to try and keep track of that kind of stuff so that when you do the engage your target's blown up you get easy picks and then continue on with the fights um, but then you, you had asked about like his combo in particular, mm -hmm. um, one of his most popular builds right now is his auto attack build. Um, whether you're using soul shield or the, uh, the over, the, uh, overpower talent at, at, uh, one, the feast on fear, um, <clears throat> you're always going to be looking for what we call our APOC combo, um, which is your RQE, uh, your abilities, you, you're basically pressing, the R key, the Q key, and then the E, e key. Um, in that order and in rapid succession, you're going to set off your, your APOC. As, and getting that feel for Diablo's range is huge for this, this uh, combo to take place because if you know that range for your Q, um, you can even push a hero out of your APOC, and when you flip them over, you're putting them right back into the circle. So... Um, even if that it's it's a good way to be able to engage on open terrain or, or big areas where you don't have as much uh, terrain to knock people into, you can set up your RQE combo, um, you know, where you drop that that uh, APOC, Q into the hero you're targeting, and then immediately flip them over into your APOC. That's usually perfect timing to where as soon as you flip them over, your APOC blows up, so they get the stun from the flip, and then the... Uh, second and, and a three quarter it's like just under two seconds done from the apoc usually means that they're going to die because you're going to do enough damage to them on diablo um weaving in auto attacks as well that you're going to get them pretty low already and then your team will just burst them down we lose you there dax Nope, I am good. Muted. I was just uh, typing something away. But but to your point, like with, if you can time that APOC combo correctly, you can get a stun 
in the middle of nowhere. You don't have to, they don't have to be positioned on a wall properly. And mm-hmm. uh, as long as your team's there and a divey heroes, because you know, that's what Diablo wants to do. He wants to charge <clears> in, <throat> he wants to dive, he wants to essentially kill the back line, just essentially ignore right. the front line if he can, and he wants his teammates with him. So uh, a little bit uh, mechanically involved of the tank, but really, really fun to play. And, and mm-hmm. we, will t- we, we can touch base on uh, that a little bit better. Uh, actually, it's uh, pertaining to a question later on from uh, from a listener, so excited to get to that. So you mentioned uh, a build. So, I mean, do you want to talk about the auto attack build? Is that your favorite go-to build? Uh, just, uh, we'll, we'll, I guess we can start with your go-to build uh, if it happens yeah. to be the auto attack build. Um, it does happen to be the auto attack build. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty fond of it. Um, I change up some abilities here and there, but your general auto attack build is Feast on Fear at one. Um, life leech at four which is going to be your your healing or your sustain off of autos um diabolical momentum at seven apoc at 10 cruelty at 13 um which is wait is that the right one yeah yep cruelty at 13 which is just increasing your attack speed so that you're resetting your your cooldowns faster um, and able to just continue demolishing people. Um, at 16, you take Overpowering uh, Nightmate, which is the gives you an additional charge of your E, so you have more flip options. Um, and then at 20, it's uh, it's pretty open. Um, if you're against a beefier team, Lord of Terror is not a bad way to go, um, especially if if the team tends to focus you down a lot more. Usually at 20. Um, like if you get killed right before 20, it's not a bad idea and your your souls are reset to take it because you're going to get extra souls from it, but then also you're dealing percent damage. So if you're having to focus those tanks up front or you're, you're you know, getting killed quite a bit, it's not a bad idea to take that later. Um, usually my go-to is Hellgate for that mobility, um, the escape, and then also the engage of Hellgate. If I don't have my APOC up, I can use Hellgate as a mini APOC combo where... I just dive right to the the uh, target and flip them into the APOC, and it works exact same way mm-hmm. um, with less button pressing. So um, it's a good way to go. Um, some of the things that I'll weave in there when I'm auto attack building is Soul Shield at one. Mm-hmm. Soul Shield is a really good ability um, because you can you basically can negate any magic damage coming in at you. Um, as your souls increase, you're going to negate more and more because you're getting that spell armor against heroes like Li Ming. Uh, it's really good. Chromie, any of those spell damage heroes, right? And then depending on what the opposing team has as well, if they have a lot of good hard CC and setup for their mages, it's a good idea to go soul shield because as you get the feel for other tanks, you can kind of predict when these hard CCs are going to be coming in. You can pop your soul shield so that you can just eat the CC bit basically, and any follow-up damage is negated. Now your opponent's cooldowns are are up, um, and your team can just engage and do what they want. So Soul Shield's a good way to go. Every now and then I like to weave in Malevolence, especially when I'm Storm Leaguing, because it gives me more ability to kill a hero on my own. Mm-hmm. Um, Malevolence just gives you extra spell damage on your auto attacks after using an ability. Um I know a lot of people like Devils do, and it's a really, really, really good talent. So pretty much any of the three level one talents you take are fine. Um, a lot of times you'll see Devils do mixed in with like the Firestomp build. 
Um, some people will do it with auto attack build, usually on maps like Braxis and Tomb. If you're taking Diablo, um, Devils do is the way to go because you're going to be rotating a lot through lanes on Tomb and getting globes. Um, and on Braxis, you have the globe regenerators, so you're constantly grabbing globes on that map as well. Um, so it helps out a lot. It makes it to where you don't have to back too often. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so that that auto attack builds pretty much the way to go. Um, I usually take Feast on Fear or Soul Shield almost always, unless I'm map specific. I'll take Devils Do. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a fun build. It's super sustaining. You can sit in the face of people and just live because you're auto attacking and healing off of it. And when you get to uh, 13 and you start getting the attack speed bonus for flipping and charging people into walls, um, your auto attacks do some serious healing. And you're just able to sit there in front of a lot of uh, damage dealers and just eat what they send at you and be fine. Yeah, uh, I couldn't have said that better myself. I, I tend to go auto attack build. I always generally go malevolence as well, uh, especially in Storm League because that's kind of... I used Diablo to get my way out of uh, out of bronze and silver mm -hmm. uh, just because he did have the pick potential and able to get the kill, secure the kill once you were able to catch somebody out of position. Uh, and I did want to touch base a little bit about W build. I mean, there is a world where W build can be good, uh, and normally you do pair that uh, with up with Lightning Breath. Because the nice thing about the W is it's that arcing flame away from Diablo. You get the healing from it. Uh, but at level four, uh, you can go souls to the flame. But every time your fire stomp grants one soul every three times it damages an enemy hero and heals for an additional 1.3%. So in the instance where if you, if you are dying, or like the enemy has, like say, like a Tychus or you know, something, a lot of kill potential, you can gain souls back really quickly with this build and then ends up building into, you know, more healing and then reducing damage done on the enemy team and you get the spell power and then the lightning breath damage is spell power. So you get the slow, they're standing in it, you're doing more damage uh, in a tight corridor type map uh, like Sky Temple, like some of those choke, choke points in Sky Temple uh, or mm -hmm. Cursed Hollow, like, a lightning breath gets a lot of value i think and and, and it's something to say but to, to your point like auto attack build was in the heyday for a little while uh and then it was w build before that so both are viable uh both alts i think are still good but i think the auto attack build a apoc is one you can kind of keep in your back pocket and you can kind of secure kills uh w when you need to for your team yeah, the, the W build is a lot easier to play, too, mm -hmm. um, if you're not mechanically, you know, proficient on Diablo. So if you're just wanting to kind of sustain and, and help your team out and kind of sit in front like a of your team like a Joe would, for instance, mm -hmm. W build's a good way to go. Um, definitely different play style. You're not diving in constantly, like like you already mentioned. Um, one other thing, too, that, that I like to bring up is Lobber's build for Diablo is completely different from anyone else's. Mm -hmm. And I freaking love his build, by the way. I've played it quite a few times. I don't do it often because I'm not as good at playing it as he is. Mm -hmm. But um, he tends to take Feast on Fear at 1. And then he he grabs Sacrificial Soul at 4, where he's getting shielding off of his uh, charges and, and souls off of his charges. Mm -hmm. And he pairs that with Malevolence, Apoc, um, 
And then he goes the devastating charge build so he can secure a kill easier. And especially if there's like a frontline um, where you have your quest, right? When you hit five enemies into a terrain, um, you're lowering their armor, but then you also get increased damage on your terrain collision from your shadow charge. Mm -hmm. And then he takes the the uh, traditional or the the old school 16 talent of of resetting your your charge off of your overpower so being able to charge in flip someone push them back to your team so it's a way of being aggressive but still fleeting back to your team um almost the same way you would like a garrosh right throwing someone back towards you mm -hmm. um if you combo it right and then um he mixes up his 20s but um i think he normally uses hellgate for mobility um, I've seen him pick Lord of Terror a couple times, but the build is a really interesting build. You mm -hmm. gotta really know where your strengths and and weaknesses are there. Um, like you don't want to take it into a super mage heavy team unless you are for sure that you can get in on that backline and delete them. Um, mm -hmm. But malevolence will help you do that. Um, and, and along with you know, as long as you're good at getting your wall bangs so that you're producing that armor for yourself which is where you're going to get your sustain it's not off of um healing from your flame stomp or anything you're 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 relying mm -hmm. simply on um uh life from your armor basically mm -hmm. your 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 damage reduction so yeah i'm taking a peek here at the the current builds and that build is the most winningest build for diablo sitting at 49.5%, so almost a 50% win rate, but the only difference there in that build is at 7, they go do diabolic, do diabolical momentum. So your basic attacks actually reduce the cooldown of your charge and your flip mm -hmm. by 1.5 seconds, which makes sense. So maybe in uh, a solo queue environment, like you said, the malevolence might be the talent to pick, but across the board since the last patch, uh, yeah, that's the most win rate build. Uh, on Diablo is kind of going back to to roots and going back to that Q build. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I might have to give that. I might have to dust that. I might have to dust that off myself. It's a, it's a fun one. I've played it with uh, my NGS squad a couple times. Most people don't expect it. Um, the other thing too is like I'll do it when I know for sure that my healer's playing like a pretty sustaining sustaining healer. Gosh, mm -hmm. I'm getting tongue tied tonight. But yeah, uh, it. it it's uh it's a fun one because you can basically do exactly what you want to do on Diablo where you just ignore the front line and go <laughs> to the back line and delete the healer, delete a mage. Um you don't want to necessarily do it like against a Cassia or or one of those tankier uh assassins, mm -hmm. but like if uh the opposing team has like a I don't know, a, a Hanzo Lunara or a Hanzo something else combo, and they're not using Hanzo necessarily for his mage type damage, but more so as like that auto attack fill. Mm -hmm. um, and you have some squishies or or whether that's Sylvanas or Lunara filling in that that flex or auto attack role, and then you have some squishy mage next to her. Um, you can do a lot of work with this build. Yeah, it's it seems fun. Like that's that's gonna be my I think my project is, is to try and dust off Q build and see if see if I still have the chops. Uh, mm -hmm. But so so you mentioned so 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 some clear synergies uh, with Diablo. I know we mentioned a little bit about divey heroes. You can go along with the Maevs, the Kerrigans, even Orphea is a mage that has some dive potential. We talked about Leeming. We talked about Jaina. Just 
the thing is, is if you're playing with a Diablo, like I think that like the combo is even pre ten, it's it's Q onto a wall and then the immediate flip. So if you're playing the damage mm-hmm. dealer or the the healer with a Diablo, unless if you're the wave clear, like Jane is going to use Blizzard on on a wave, like, like that's that's mm-hmm. known. So it, it it is on your tank um to to kind of keep an eye on that but at the same time you can just alt click on your abilities that way because you know no one uses comms in 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 storm league uh to to let them know because like they're Mm -hmm. gonna be like like all the tanks do like i engaged i did all the things i pushed all my buttons why why aren't they dead right so um (laughs) so that is that is important so like on, on yourself just knowing how diablo wants to play the game and and again, it's it's kind of like that that same mindset of of etc when you it, like it's usually like the slide and then the boop and and a lot of times you know you miss out on a lot of damage. Um, yeah, but... it um, pairing those two together isn't as devastating as like sliding in and automatically booping people out of a mm-hmm. spell from etc. Um, I would just recommend that like um, there are a lot of Diablo players that like to flip and charge so where they're they're grabbing like a frontliner or someone that's out of position in front of them flip them over and push them into their own team um so i would just say if you're storm leaguing solo queuing and you have a diablo on your team wait to see their first couple engages see what their tendencies are going to be first and foremost um, if you notice the first couple times they shadow charge they automatically flip over you can almost expect that every single time like unless there's some weird engage where people are right in front of his face and he's going to be able to get a flip push they're pretty much always going to try and shove someone into a wall and flip them over i mean it's it's uh it's one of the easiest combos to line up for diablo and they're both point click abilities it's all about your positioning so if the diablo is good at positioning themselves um they should be able to line up that 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 combination pretty good yeah, and if if you're facing a Diablo, you kind of have to be mindful, right? Like especially in the early yes. the early stages of the games when you know everyone's trying to clear the wave, everyone's trying to poke, and and we'll get into positioning and rotational stuff when when we uh, when we plan on jumping into some some map strategies and, and things of the sort like that. Uh, but just don't stand near a wall. It, it's it's hard, especially if you get into the repetitive habit of like usually you're Lee Ming or or whatever the case or or Cassia trying to get your your Thunderstroke stacks and you just want to you know peek out a little bit throw throw an orb or uh, <laughs> a Q um, a javelin yeah a javelin on, on Cassia and he'll, he'll go Diablo like they lick their chops at that they they will all in you uh, and uh, that early game it's a little bit rough but he is killable right so that's kind of one of Diablo's weaknesses kind of the same line as, as Varian where you can kind of bully Varian until four because he doesn't really have any hard CC outside of the slow on, on his lion's maw uh, but mm-hmm. Diablo because he starts with zero souls baseline is very yeah. very squishy he's a baby out the gates mm-hmm. so you can you can take advantage of that because his his uh, life pool will chunk quick early but as he builds those souls up that's when he becomes a devastating monster yeah but to you know to in that in that aspect like countering countering diablo and we'll jump in the draft mm-hmm. here situation with it a little bit but i know garrosh is a strong counter to diablo diablo charge in garrosh can throw diablo even further um, mm-hmm. or or even disengage uh, diablo from the team brightwing the polymorph is detrimental uh, any hard cc like uther 
uh, anything like that will slow Diablo in his tracks. And then Tychus. Tychus, I think, yeah. is like probably the number one. You see usually them picked up together because Tychus works well with Diablo uh, because, yep. you know, he just wants people to stand still and, you know, Diablo charges, stuns him, and then flips him over and Tychus can get the get the quick pick. But Tychus and uh, his trait just absolutely just shred Diablo and his health pool. And, you know, yeah. the more souls you have, the more damage Tychus does. Exactly. Yeah, Tychus just completely ignores Diablo's trait, so he's a great counter to him. Another reason why Garrosh is, is pretty good is the anti-healing. Um, Diablo's a pretty sustainable tank. E even if you're not going auto-attack build, you're going to get sustain off of your, your fire stomps. Um, but Garrosh, if you're taking, if you're playing body check Garrosh, or, or what some people call piano Garrosh, mm -hmm. um, you, you have an immediate counter to him. Um, that's one thing I like about Joe's rework a little bit too, because she's become even more of a counter to Diablo now. Um, because not only like do a lot of the Diablo players want to play auto attack build flashlight will negate him um, of healing himself. But then you, you know, if you take uh, I think it's subdue now or not subdue gosh dang it. I can't remember what the talent's name is that Joe has, but it does anti healing off of her um, Q. Um, you exposed. can basically, yeah, yeah, it is the new sins exposed, mm -hmm. but yeah, um, you can give him anti healing too. So, you know, mouth heals a good counter to him cause he's doing percent damage and then you can get anti healing with mouth heal as well. So, um, Ana is pretty good because even if you do charge in, you can sleep, dart him, get away. Mm -hmm. Um, things like that. Anything with a, a real clear cut hard CC when he comes in, you can punish him for it. Yeah, for sure. So I guess in that vein, when, when do you like to draft Diablo? We, we could talk about maps uh, in just a second, but like, do you, are you comfortable first picking Diablo or do you like to hold on to a little bit later because of so many uh, counters or disruption tools for, for Diablo? So do you want me to be educational in this answer or <laughs> my personal? You can be both. I mean, you, you, I mean, you could, I said you can, you can um, be both. Like, you honestly, can go I think, I think Diablo is pretty meta right now. Um, I, I know his win rates kind of dropped a little bit. Um, I think he's still in the right hands. He's still a formidable tank. There's, there's a little bit more counter to him happening. Um, so I don't know that he's first pick worthy anymore. First ban worthy um, because there are options to counter him. But um, he does great setup for teams. He's good in a team fight. Um, I would say that prioritizing him high is fine um, in most circumstances, especially if you feel really comfortable on the hero. For myself, um, I've got, I think, like over a level 140 Diablo. So mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty comfortable picking him no matter what, even against Tychus. I don't mind picking him. I, no, but. that's that that's that's fair. I mean, like I said, because we, but I think before May, I mean, it was like Johanna and ETC were like the one-two picks, if yeah. if you could get either one, and then it was kind of downhill there for tanks, and now they're in a, a strange position. I'm not sure if it's uh, just the current just. Because yeah, Stitch is involved now, and, and it, there's just some different options for tanks. I think we can. I think the damage. Uh, is a little bit more high priority now in, in the drafting situations, mm -hmm. uh, so you can you can hold on to that and then um, you know look for some of those counters. It may not be you know it may not be a Diablo game, uh, but uh, any, yeah. any specific maps you're just like oh man, <laughs> I'm gonna like windmill slam first pick Diablo. 
Um, Cursed Hollow is always one of the great ones. Tomb's a good one for them. Anywhere that you have tight corridors, um, forced to fight on points, um, D-Shire works well. Um, yeah, I personally like Garden of Terror. I see what the stats show, but, um, <laughs> the, you know, when you're, when you're gathering seeds, a lot of those seeds are in real tight corridors, um, with a lot of walls around and mm -hmm. teams show up for those types of objectives. Um, on Diablo, you are looking to force team fights. He's a very team fighty tank. Um, so, and, and you can get great setup for your team. You can get displacement to where you, you know, single out one target, get rid of it. So you have that 5v4 automatically. So, um, any maps like that, I would say stay away from him on wide open maps. Onomura is not good for him because you have very few walls to, to utilize. Um, I don't know. There's, there's quite a few good maps for him. And like I said, I, I play, I play more Diablo than anything else. So, <laughs> so every biased. map is that every map's a good Diablo map. No, I, I don't really pick them on Hanamura. I don't pick them too much on Braxis. The point um, bodes well for them, but when you get later into that game, there's less chance for mm -hmm. um, wall bangs because the, the map kind of opens up as you get back towards the core, right? Yep. In the early game, it's nice because when you're fighting over the points and trying to uh, to channel the time <clears throat> for the Zerg Rush, um, yeah, it bodes well for them. But besides that, like in those middle areas between the the camps um the boss is pretty open for a boss um area so it's it's harder to get as much value with them if you've played them a lot you can get good value on that map still but i would say try to try to stick with him on on tight corridor maps cursed hollow tomb of the spider queen is great mm -hmm. um D Shire is a fun one because even though the mid lane is is a little bit more open, everything else is real tight corridors. You have nooks and crannies everywhere to deal with. Yeah, and if you do a great job staying out of vision, it's rotations on on uh, Dragon Giant are mm -hmm. really scary with uh, either a Garrosh or a Diablo. Uh, Correct. But yeah, so to to your point, Curse Hollow fifty three percent win rate for Di for Dibbles. That's his best map. This one surprises me. Warhead Junction. I guess the tight I corridors on on the nukes, but I'm yeah, I sure. couldn't figure that one out, Dax, myself. Um, I, maybe because I think a lot of teams are are playing um, Warhead Junction where they have a couple soakers and then like a three-man rotation, mm -hmm. like a gank squad. Um, and he could bode well for that instance. But that that's the only really thing I can think of because it's a pretty open map. Even, mm -hmm. even on the tight corridor areas, it's still pretty open. And the walls aren't large that you're going to get huge value on. And, and I don't know, maybe people are picking them and playing W build on it. Yeah, it, perhaps like you're just gonna get that, but I don't. I don't know. It's that one seems weird. I think a lot of people are still mm -hmm. trying to figure out Forehead Junction. Uh, mm -hmm. Not my favorite map in in the Storm League Hero Pool, but hey, uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, but yeah, to your point, Garden of Terror surprised me. So the Warhead, I, I figured these two would be like flip flop, right? Because Garden Ter Garden of Terror has a lot of similarities to Cursed Hollow, uh, but Hanamura forty two percent win rate for Dibbles, and the Garden of Terror at forty three, just cresting mm -hmm. uh, right off of the bottom there. So again, maybe because it's there are tight corridors in there, but at the same time, people. It could be just a storm league issue where people are spread out all over the place, and he's maybe on one side, and the lit lends itself to some flanks. I have I have no idea why why Garden of Terror 
Um, yeah. Maybe just better tank options like Stitches. Stitches just might be eating his lunch with the – you kind of have to stand still to channel the objective. Yeah, for sure. But, yeah. And so. he just lives forever. <laughs> and he <laughs> does. Uh, anything else uh, on the Lord of Terror before we move on to uh, some questions from our listeners? I would just say he's a super aggressive tank. Uh, try to pair him when you're playing with other people that want to take dive heroes. Um, he's one of my favorites because he is so aggressive and dominating um, in the right hands, right? You can mm-hmm. see a lot of... Uh, early player diablos will will fall into the uh, 1v9 trap and get themselves killed too much <laughs> so be careful when you're getting out there but um he's super fun uh his abilities are easy to understand um as you get more nuanced with him and understand what his talents do and the play styles to go with um you, you can do a lot of really cool stuff uh, from the tank position playing diablo yeah absolutely it's uh he's really he's really fun so we'll, like again we'll talk about him uh a little bit more here i'm just trying to read okay so yeah so first question here from mr i'm stuck uh came mm-hmm. through on our discord you can actually join our discord i do have it uh tagged it is pinned at the top of our twitter at soak to 20 but uh feel free uh to email us as well, so to 20 on gmail.com. If you have any questions, want to tell us how bad we are, uh, or maybe some stuff you want us to talk about, maybe this is uh, uh, not your jam and you know you enjoy us or you hate us, I don't care, uh, let us know. Uh, but yeah, so I'm stuck. Mr. I'm stuck asks, I know Q for fun believes Uther is the worst hero in the game. Who do you think is the worst hero in the game and why? But to pair up with that, what do you think can be done? to make them not the worst hero in the game, whether it's maybe a full on rework talent or number tweaks. You want to start this one, Dax? Uh, sure. Um, Oh geez. The worst hero in the game. I think there's a handful of heroes that I just look at and I'm like, why is this, why is this hero in, in the game? Like just remove them. Yeah. Why does this hero Um. exist? Like it's, Ooh, I, I, let me just take a peek here because I just need to. You know what? It's oh. it's Samuro for me. I just <laughs> I hate. I then it's just it's a good Samuro, and nine times out of ten, my team doesn't know how to deal with it either. And yeah. mm-hmm. it's just it, not that I hate Samuro. I don't think he needs a rework, talents, or number tweaks. It's just he's just one of those at least annoying buzzing bees, um, and and he escapes. Right, so like yes. at least at least with a tracer or a Zeratul, you can kind of go some hard CC. Um, but when it comes to Zeratul, if they're a good Zeratul, it's oh, it just like oh, you can see him. You can't do anything. He's just invisibly yeah. walking away. Oh, there he goes to kill your healer. They're dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just come out, Mister Stuck in the chat. Just come out swinging for Sammy. You're darn right, I am. That's just that hero. <laughs> <laughs> that hero this again it's just one of those annoying heroes i guess the same could be said for a good nova player like in the, the quick match nova right like you know always invisible getting the triple taps when you're trying to run away because you don't have a freaking healer and uh yeah. nothing against or them a run behind mm-hmm. yeah but that would be that would be mine what about you um i, I would actually say nova <laughs> okay fair um I I know that the whole uh, you know 
the lore behind Nova is cool, and most StarCraft players like want to play. Uh, 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 I think she's a ghost, right? Isn't that what the the unit's called or or whatnot? But um, it sounds right. It sounds right to me. She is one of the most useless heroes in the game. <laughs> I feel like, and yeah, she's got cool armor reduction, and and she can you know open up a can real quick on on a tank like Garrosh and whatnot. But I I just her wave clear is terrible her her team fight is not the greatest um if she gets caught out she gets blown up so fast um i think i heard whispers that they are working on a rework for her mm -hmm. um i believe that she needs one uh i don't think that just number tweaks are going to fix her because you're either going to make her super overpowered because she's another one of those stealth heroes um or she's just going to be never used, kind of like she is now, except for people that want to play her in quick match because of the lore behind it and, and the, the feel of, hey, I want to be a ghost from StarCraft because yeah. this is fun to do. But, uh, yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of her at all. Are you familiar with Lucian from League of Legends? No. No, I'm not. I'm not a <laughs> lol player, so I don't know any of those heroes. Uh, yeah, well, my son was born. I watched a lot of uh, the the pro scene, right? To just because yeah. he would just go to sleep, and it, it was just entertaining. That like the NALCS just puts on well, the LCS in general just puts on a great yeah. show. Uh, but there's so there's a hero called Lucian, and his ultimate ability I, I can't think of, but it's it pans out. So like the the screen kind of zooms out and gives you this giant uh, conal in front of you. And yeah. you can kind of click, and it would almost be like you get a clip of five Hanzo arrows. Okay. But you have to aim it, right? And then there's the travel time and, and the flying, but it would be like that. And I think that would be a really cool ultimate ability for a sniper. Kind of like, like Tyrande's Owl then, but just... Yes, yes. But it, or like uh, multiple. You, you get multiple. You can fire them, I guess, in, in quick succession if you want to, but like okay. maybe not over the entire map. So like kind of think like Anna's uh, other alt, not Nano Boost, but Eye of Horus, where you're, mm -hmm. you're kind of locked in position. And, yeah. it, it, and it gives you like a frontal cone where that's you can only aim in that area. Okay. So, and then you just kind of run it down. So like, it, it's really cool. You could probably look it up. Um, but yeah. I thought it would be really cool for uh, a sniper ultimate or uh, McCree from Overwatch. Uh, just a okay. different, just maybe a different way of uh, doing... Oh, geez, it's been a while since I played Overwatch. Um, High Noon is what it's called. Um, yeah. So I think that would be kind of cool. Uh, but that would be, I think, my only hope for for Nova. But again, I'm not a, I'm not a game designer, so I'm sure they can kind of come up with a bunch of cool stuff. Yeah, I, I trust the the hot devs to, to do cool things. You know, I don't feel like there's too many does. And even Nova does have her place here and there. I just... I don't think it's often enough for her to be around, to be honest. <laughs> right, because that's like the fantasy of Nova, right? Like she just wants to be a sniper, and we kind of have yeah. we kind of have that in Ana, but not really. Yeah, because she's healing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I, we we can get into semantics about Anna and how these darts go through people and and heal. Like it's it's strange, but <laughs> you know what? We're, we're living in a fantasy world. Uh, but onto the contrary. So then uh, Mr. Stuck asked a second question to, on the mm -hmm. contrary to that question, 
Uh, what character do you love to play? And win or lose just has you smiling and laughing the entire time. <laughs> you go first. So I, I'm torn. I'm torn here because Diablo is one of those. So if I have to tank, I, I really enjoy Diablo. Okay. But I think it's got to be Orphea. Orphea okay. just makes me giggle like a child yeah. because I can 1v1, 1v9. I don't know how many times like in comms where people are calling for the engage and I'm re-engaging and it's like I'm winning the game like I yeah I, I don't know what you want me to do you guys go do something else I'm, I'm just over here winning and, and you're able to kind of self-sustain and get the kills and tri get a triple or, or a quad kill uh, and and that's just the most fun and she just does some really cool stuff that the the, mo the mobility that she has with her queue um, I just I just love Orphea and uh, I, I win or lose I just have a, a ton of fun on her yeah I, I could I could uh, jump on that bandwagon with you. I do enjoy playing some Orphea. I don't get to play uh, <laughs> DPS all that often, but uh, I do have a couple heroes that I really enjoy DPSing on. Greymane and Orphea are two of them. Um, I just like to be aggro and mobile and just get in there. <laughs> but uh, to carry on, I, I would say that uh, the character that I love to play the most... And the ladies at Q for Fun are going to hate me, but I love playing Tank Uther. <laughs> he is the most enjoyable tank. And when you just land stun after stun and just lock people from playing the game all by yourself while your team kills them, mm -hmm. I don't know why, but it's just the funniest thing to me. <laughs> it's like so toxic. Mm -hmm. And I'm not normally a toxic person, but when I get on that Uther tank, you best believe I'm going to be toxic all game long same sprays and b steps will happen uh, i do enjoy yeah. uther as well even solo heal uther I, I like a lot uther's another one of those fun player uh heroes but there's there's times on uther where you just kind of feel helpless too like your cooldowns are just ticking the armor and the healing just isn't enough you even go d shield yeah. and you only got one of those until 20 and usually by that point that the team's already won mm -hmm. all righty so the last question actually comes in from a old NGS pal of mine, Punk Rock Pirate. Uh, but what game mechanics would you change or add to the game? And they said, I would add more heal pack camps and vision camps like Hanamura, along with adding camps like mana pack camps. So maybe able to sustain, maybe like, I guess my question is, is, is it like, because so Volskaya has the heal camp, what would you want like maybe like a mana like it would give you like a round aura and you would standing in it would just give you mana regen uh and uh deplorable ward camps so kind of like lunar's wisp that would maybe grant vision hmm. okay that so, sounds like fun stuff that yeah that does so i guess, I guess the, the, the the gist of that question is is like what other game mechanics or changes or ads uh, if if uh, the ball was in your court and you were the game designer for a day, hmm. what would you I get to play game dev for the day? What would I add? Mm -hmm. Um, honestly, I think with with Hots being the only MOBA I've played, I really enjoy. I, I tried playing League. Um, mm -hmm. once or twice, and I could never get into it just because I'm not a huge fan of the laning phase, and I like the action that you get in HOTS right out the gates um, with rotations and team experience and whatnot. Um, I would say I 
don't care for some of the tweaks that they've made to the game mechanics recently with with uh I like the experienced orbs. I don't care too much for the depleted experience orbs and 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 whatnot. I see what they're trying to do there in in education for our community and in making sure that people realize that we need to get the soak, you know. Mm-hmm. But um I don't know. Maybe um Comeback mechanics would probably be my next thing. Is I feel like sometimes when you're ahead, mm-hmm. um, and you take a bad fight, it feels super, super bad. Kind of same with like, um, you know, when when you get to the end of the game, I don't feel like you can. It's not as easy to get like those two and three level leads anymore, which mm-hmm. is nice to a point. But if you still are commanding a two level lead, you should be, you should be. I don't know. You shouldn't be punished as hard for 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 making one little mistake, I guess. And mm-hmm. and I feel like late game comeback mechanics are too swingy. Um, you know, you could have a 16-14 fight or 16-14 lead and your offlaner gets picked and all of a sudden the other team's at 15 and breaking 16 within, you know, half a level and now you're scrambling to make sure that you keep that half a level lead and then it's like now the losing team can just find a team fight on you as soon as they hit 16 and you don't have that command anymore. So I guess that um, would be would be my change. Awesome. Yeah, it's it does feel bad, right? Because I think we had that talk a little bit beforehand when we were talking about games and mm-hmm. you know, we were in a commanding lead. We had, you know, a decent level lead on Tomb of the Spider Queen and we just happened to lose... I was off trying to soak us 20 and my team engaged as four underneath the uh, enemy keep and, uh, and wiped and they ran it down and, and ended up winning. Like there's, there's things like that. And I don't know how they like can maybe bring that back versus, you know, maybe give structures immediate XP back versus, you know, X, the XP over time. So mm-hmm. like, even when you are down, you can go, you know, maybe not fight down 16s, but you can go push a building instead of go for like the shrine. Yeah, on something like Infernal Shrines, and maybe get some instant gratification on, on that. But it, yeah, the comeback mechanics are tough. Again, I did, I don't want to balance this particular game. There's a lot of moving parts. No. Um, but I guess for me, if I could add or change, I I would like to see, because I had some stuff written up that it was I was really interested when we were doing the anomalies and we and we got the medallion, and people. We're like talking about the medallion, like tank players hated it because, you know, essentially just ruined their engages if people saved it. Uh, and mm-hmm. then at the same time, but like for me, so in, in other MOBAs like League of Legends and stuff like that, you have, I think, I forget what it's called, but it's like, uh, like a hero equipable. There's, so there's a handful in the game, uh, like hero talents or something like that. But like, so there's like Flash and which, you know, there's not a whole lot of high mobility heroes in League of Legends where everyone would be able to have Flash and have like a, a quick little... Uh, blink in in or out of out of a teamfight, and that's kind of what I'd like to see in Hots, where something gets like equipable, whether it's unlocked or everyone gets it. Um, but one could be like a a heal, so uh, you know it's a small just potion or, or whatever the case may be, like a decorative potion, nothing nothing too serious on a long cooldown like the medallion was, or maybe like a, a teleport, which I think is kind of tricky because it kind of 
I guess would render global heroes a little bit useless. So like maybe teleport wouldn't be um, as useful, but something like even like a cleanse or like a uh, a quick teleport or a heal. Um, and I was even thinking of like the ideas of a lot of these talents like cleanse. Like just give everybody like their own like it could be the gladiators medallion again, but make it make it that. But then take cleanse off of the heroes that have cleanse like Rhaegar, Lily. Uh, and just make them just basic general talents that people can just take or equip overall and then just do something else. Because I thought about Rewind as well. I think Rewind was one of those ones, or Amateur Opponent, or no, I'm sorry, not Amateur mm-hmm. Opponent, but um, the auto-attack one that a few heroes had that they're, they got rid of. It was Falstad and... Uh, oh, like the stacking... Um, auto-attack one, yeah. The, like just you Yeah, can, where they're like, auto-attack. But then, like... So that, I think I would like to implement if I can add something to the game. And to change, I think for me, would be camps. I think come late game, like even if you are losing, camps are pretty much free cleared. Um, yeah. And and to like come, I, I would like to see buffs happen maybe on camps outside of maybe just having, you know, the monsters run down in lane. Maybe like just implement some... Uh, buff camps where like you can like a like in league there's like a red and a blue so you can get like you know auto attack damage and if you get the blue buff you can have spell damage or or whatever we can do health we can do mana we can do things like that but i think like that something like that maybe makes fighting down a level a little bit easier as well depending on how it's tuned Mm. it makes camps a little bit worthwhile especially timing them before objectives hit yeah because like again, it just feels bad, right? You like you can't quite end the game because the team's gonna respawn back, and there's nothing else to do. There's no camps on the map. Yeah, yeah. So and even if you do get the camps, the team's just gonna free clear them anyways. They just turtle them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, and, I see what you're saying. And it doesn't necessarily give them experience by killing, you know, killing the camp, right? Because you get it upon capture. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I'd like to see something done with camps, and I'd like to see a version of the jungle come to life. Where like a merc, like drafting a merker, makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like a mm-hmm. hunter or a Sonia, and maybe overall team buffs, whether they're there or not. Kind of like uh, like the dragon in League of Legends, where like yeah. whether anyone's there or not, you can just get an overall uh, buff across the board for your team. So maybe you are down 16s, but you go get the spell damage buff or whatever the case may be, and, and hope to win a team fight. Yeah, yeah, that that could uh, that could be interesting, right? I feel like objectives kind of do that in in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it not necessarily like what you're specifically entailing, in, in but um, that's one thing I do really enjoy about Hots too is is the objectives per map and how how we have so many different maps too. That's that's awesome, mm-hmm. right? That you have all these different maps from all these different IPs coming into play, and they each have their own map objective with its specific map mechanic that um, plays differently opens up you know drafting for different heroes because of the way that the objective is played or um what you're doing with the objective if you do win it or if you don't win it how you win it things like that um bode well for other heroes uh, against other or some healers against or some mm-hmm. heroes against others there we go <laughs> blah 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> um but uh yeah i i, I I think it's a great question. Um, overall, I think the devs do a pretty darn good job at the game that we play, and that's why I'm playing it. And mm-hmm. never really got into any other MOBAs, so I'm I'm hooked. I like the team aspect. I like the X's and O's behind it, and I like uh, 
our community. It's fun. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot to break down, right? It's I think uh, Heroes of the Storm is one of those ones where it's you know easy to learn but hard to master, right? There's a lot of nuances yeah. where I, I just find it interesting. In you know, my favorite part of the game is is the draft, right? It's like playing like chess uh, for that few small moments in, in this particular game, okay. and and I definitely think a lot of games are, are won or lost uh, within the draft, but at the end of the day, it does come down to simple execution as well but uh no really great really great stuff thanks everybody for the questions uh for sure uh but casey i know you have practice coming up with your ngs team here so we've mm-hmm. already been chatting for about an hour 20 here already anything else you want to do to cap or anything else you want to say to maybe uh, perhaps cap this episode uh and if not where can people find you and everything you got going on yeah um you can find me on twitter at k-c-k-o-r-t uh it's right underneath uh my picture here um and uh i I would like to just thank all of our listeners and viewers um our community is a little budding community but Mm -hmm. i'm shocked to see that just a few short weeks in um that our community is growing the way it is um Mm -hmm. if you'd like to be a part of it you can join in our discord page find us on twitter at soak to 20 um that's two t-o and then 20 the number two zero mm-hmm. so uh find us on twitter hit that link to our discord join ask us questions we welcome them with open arms there are no dumb questions we are the dummies here um and we'll take the heat for you but uh <laughs> i just want to say thanks to the community that's building thank you to the hots community um participating in that uh tetris quiz this weekend was so much fun i mm-hmm. enjoyed the crud out of it loved being uh a part of that and and uh in a group with with such you know renowned people and, and great people in jazzy alicia tetcher jinxy goon all of them they they were so much fun um to be around talk to and chit chat with but uh yeah all in all hope everyone has a great night and uh we'll see you in the nexus yeah absolutely okay. hopefully fingers crossed soon to be guest host as well uh but as for me uh i am dax underscore haas i did stream a little bit of heroes of the storm a little bit earlier today uh a little far off on N- the ngs season but when the season is in full swing you can usually see me casting games love to cast that casey joins me every so often as well whenever you know, our schedules line up there uh but mm-hmm. you know, the best place there across all socials is the dax underscore hots twitch twitter uh you name it that's where to find me and we will roll right into some thank yous here uh so we'll go ahead and thank winking winking fox for our outro here club moses for that wonderful intro graphico for our soak to 20 logo and as casey mentioned and i can't iterate it enough thank to you the listeners for being here being a part of our community asking us the hard-hitting questions without you we wouldn't be here and hopefully we've got something to learn and we'll hit it up next time take care yeah. That's enough. Come, heroes. My hollow awaits you. <laughs>